Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Uh, before we get started today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. I've said this multiple times. We own three of them. I want a fourth and a fifth. Hey, AD's listening to me. But um, they're so great. Um, they work so well. They're so easy to set up. I think my record is 37 seconds or 32 seconds to set it up. Um, but mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins. They'll take good care of you and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches everything you need from a from a nationally ranked um you know we won three state titles um i think the we were just talking recently um you know we've won over 460 games in our program and lost 130 over the last 20 years and i think we know the secret sauce to be successful the roadmap what it takes on and off the court. So go over and check it out um, and enjoy the podcast. Bye. All right. Hey, Coach. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Go go ahead. I, I'm trying to figure out my my tablet, but I, I can still draw if we need to draw stuff up. I'll figure it out. But um, I know you had a bunch Sweet. of questions. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've always got millions of questions. I'll just hit a couple of top ones and see what you got for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I heard one of the podcasts that you were talking about how to handle a one-two-two aggressive half-court trap. About seeing the guys from the back, but I've never got the specifics on that. Okay. So one-two-two or one-three-one. A one-two-two. Okay. So let me see if I can do this. Okay. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Um. So it won't be as pretty because I can't get my tablet, but we'll do the best we can here. Okay. All right. So you're saying a one, two, two, you said? One, two, two. Yes. Uh, All right. It looks like that. Um, So you're saying aggressive. So you're saying two, one, and let's say most people would start, break this with an even front. So they put an offensive player here. They put an offensive player here. They probably put one right. on the high post, and they probably so most m- most people counter with um, 
most people counter with opposite. So if it's an odd front, they go even. So, so okay. So you're saying this is aggressive. Right. So the, the one and three are, are, are trapping okay. aggressively. And yep. So the ball's the here. So, yep. Trapping. Right. yep. So one and three. Okay. So that's where, that's where I'm saying two has to make a decision at this point. Okay. Because five is probably going to step here. Okay. What I do is I don't leave this guy norm. I don't put that guy there at the high posts. So what I do is I put them at the short corner. So I either put, I, I put them in at the short elbow. I put them either there or there, depending on which way. So if the ball's on this side, I put them right here because then two's got to make a decision about who he's going to guard. And then this person pops in behind. See what I'm saying? So if the ball's on this side, I put, uh, we'll call this here. I can go, this is offensive player one, offensive player two. We'll call this offensive player three, four, and five. And again, forgive my drawing skills because I'm not doing it on my tablet. Um, so if, 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 if offensive player one has the ball, then I tell offensive player three to get like, not low block, but mid block, like right in here. Um, okay. If if offensive player two has it, then offensive player three would be on this side because I'm gonna force two to make a decision at this point. Um, this is this is really too far for four to come, and four is more worried about five moving and getting a bucket in here, just lobbing it up and getting a bucket. So that's where I was talking about. I was talking about that opposite high guy flashing behind the trap. Okay. Because if two takes, if two takes, if two takes the offensive player two away, then three will be open. This okay. player will be open. So one of these two players is going to be open because two can only guard one of them. But when you do this normal lineup, when you do this normal lineup, two can kind of sit on three and then also look for the steal up above. Okay. So it's it's basically you want to give you want to give three passing lanes. So um, worst case scenario is let's say the ball is here. Um, the worst case scenario is you want three passing lanes. You want one, two, and three passing lanes. So you have that. If four does come up and takes two away, then then five's got to follow four. Like then five's got to come up and then the release is just a skip across. So either one okay. of these three people is going to be open. Either this guy at the short, at the at kind of the short elbow, this guy flashing behind the trap, right, right in here. Cause that's a long way for two to come and two's got to decide two can't guard three and two. And then if four decides, well, I'm going to start creeping up if the ball's over here. And that's five. And then five's going to come up and be the release. So five's going to have, four's going to have to look, make a decision on which way it's going to go. Okay. Does that make sense? And, yeah. And I typically just put my point guard, my best player, right in the middle and try to get the ball to him to score. It, yeah. That's, that the right one they're trying, that's, that's kind of the one they're trying to steal. Um, right. Yeah. So you want somebody almost coming from behind it because th th they're going to go, they want to go for this steal and the high this steal up here right because then they can go get a layup in the other direction so two is going to be the aggressive one but two is going to have to make a decision 
if the ball's over here with two, then three, then this this one tends to be the the other opposite guard tends to be the the um, aggressive one. Okay, and my guess so my guy in the middle is going to be on ball side, uh, ball side a little bit low about about I don't know I'd say about a foot and a half below the elbow. Gotcha. And the other one flashes behind, and then my other deep. Because think about guy it. So let's say the ball's up. here. Yeah. Let's say the ball's here. Who's going to guard this guy? Is five going to come up? If five comes up, that's great. You just pass it to four. <laughs> right. You know, right. and then that's a long way to go to trap again. If if five takes four away, which they normally do, that's the easiest pass. That's the one they want. They want to make that pass in the cross pass. So usually that one's taken right. away. Well, then this person's just going to have to step up and find an open space for them to see you. And then you're off to the races. Because if three catches the ball, like right here where I'm drawing that X, who's going to, right. I mean, it's either going to be five's got to stop them or, you know, if five stops them, then four's going to get an open shot. Right. And then your other guy, too, is flashing behind. And this is the key that flash behind. Most people don't flash behind the trap. When you flash behind right. the trap, it's really hard to defend. Gotcha. No, that's super helpful because I'm just putting my guy right in the middle. Yeah, and they just uh, stand there. They just stand there. Make, right. Yeah, and then, right. then it's just too it's too easy to defend. Um, you know, I always tell them two or three count, and then you got to get out of there. Okay. So these cool. three, awesome. these, yeah, they can interchange too. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah. How, I, uh, am I good ripping through a few other oh, ones? Yeah, go right ahead. shows up. Uh, Everyone must be on at, at a picnic or something today. So it's okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll keep ripping through it. Okay. So uh, last year we had a team that would press on misses uh, very aggressively, and they would double team my post. So on a defensive rebound, they would jump and trap my post and then try to guard the outlet to my point guard. Yep. So what's the philosophy behind um, handling that? Do that. <laughs> because yeah. we do that. We'll do that on um, missed free throws. Oh, we'll gotcha. do that on missed free throws because, okay. you know, you got two guys right here, you know, and if one of them gets the rebound, we'll trap right away. So, um, so what has to happen? So they're going to get the rebound here. So they're going to get the rebound here or here, right? So normally they're going to get right. one of those two blocks and then they're going to get trapped by two defenders. Okay. So what they're right. doing is they're taking your point guard away. You don't want your point guard to catch it. You want your point guard to get the second pass. So you okay. want someone else to flash and get the ball here. And then you want your point guard. Let's say this is your point guard. You want your point guard then to flash from that person because they're, they're trying to make someone else bring the ball up is my guess. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. So you don't want them to get the first pass. You want them to get the second pass. That's why sometimes I'll have my point guard when we're getting pressured in the full court, throw the ball in. Like, let's say we're getting pressed full court, man. I'll have my point guard throw it in. We'll run something over here to get the ball. And then I'll have them run and get it after that. That's a hard thing to defend. So this second pass is harder to defend than the first one. The first one's an easy denial. So what you want to do is have your two or three guards say, hey, if we're getting doubled, you flash them, get it, and then the point guard is going to come back and flash in front of you. Because they don't want to get beat deep, right? They don't want to get beat this way. So they're going to let them catch right. it in front, probably, if they do. You know, let's say he's over – let's say your point guard's over here. 
all right, I'm stuck. Well, what's he going to do? He's going to vat and then he's going to cut like this. Well, they're going to stay on – if you're going this way, they're going to stay on this side of them because they don't want to get beat deep and give a layup up. So it's just teaching right. your point guard to go away and then f flash across. Um, that's what we've done in the past because you're right. This is a hard one, for, especially for the bigs. They just want to get rid of it. And that's fine. You're going to get rid of it, but you're going to get rid of it to somebody other than the point guard. And then these so guys are told not to dribble. These guys are told to hold and look. <laughs> um, you know. So should, should I have – should I – so what would be the lineup then just telling the people, should I have my point guard on one side, my two on the other side? Yep. And the two, then, the, know, the two should go long? opposite. Okay. The two should go the side of the double, and the point should go opposite that. And then as soon okay. as this one gets it, then he's cutting. Yep. Yep. Make okay. it really what would I tell the, the other – just the other two players, where, where should I tell them to be going? Uh, well, I would send my big deep because that would that, – I mean, I would send both of – I'd send the big deep and then you probably have your three guard here at half court. I'd say you go to half court and get in the center, center circle okay. or, or the sideline. Get out of the way because you don't want them around um, at that point. But the problem is – They've got two guys here, so they only have three defenders left. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So someone's going to be open. Um, it's just a matter of right. who. And then I would tell, tell my big I'd rather have them eat the ball than turn it over at that point. Um, literally, like, I'd rather have your football eat it than make the bad pass because <laughs> this is a horrible okay. pass um, if it's turned over because it's a layup kind of thing. So – Okay. That's where I work on, you know, I work on breaking windows, you know, above the, above the shoulders, you know, kind of breaking, you know, pass fake, pass fake logo high. You, know, you can always pass over the ears or pass over the top of the head. You know, it's hard, virtually impossible for somebody to get their hands up. So I would work in, in the, in the small parts, I would work with the bigs. This is a great drill. You could do this as a drill too. Like, Okay, what do we need to work on? We need to work on when they're getting doubled. Great. We're going to double the bit. We're going to throw the ball off the board. Big's going to get it. We're going to double them. And then we're going to work on, you know, going three on three at that point or two on. We're going to work on our break, getting the ball up and let's, you know. So I would, I would incorporate a couple things. You could work on your trap. You could work on like big getting doubled because you want them to get that feeling so they don't freak out. This is, right. this is used often at least at our level at the high school level is is used to kind of get them to panic like we're not we're not okay. used to getting doubled right away when we get a rebound you know um so that's and, and most coaches run it to try to get a couple turnovers and a couple layups a couple easy buckets okay cool. so i would definitely incorporate yeah. that into that's practice like so the bigs know what it feels like to get doubled and then if you if you know the football coach, I'd go get some football pads. You know those big pads. And right. Hang them. You ever see those big? Right. You, you can get them at right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'd have those two guys, so they're not following them all over. I'd have them banging them, just so he gets used to that feeling. Um, okay. You know, so you can't cool. you can't okay. exactly do it, but you can get close to it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, cool. Uh, that, that's great. Okay. Uh, the, next, the next question I had is when calling a timeout, uh, especially towards in the game, but I guess any time, what, how many, like, so I always try to give a zone, if I'm running a quick hitter, a zone quick hitter and a man quick hitter, but also if the other team decides to jump to a trap or something like that, do I also need to remind them of what our um, kind of press breaker release style is? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like how, how much information do you give people when you're at a timeout? Okay. Cause it's probably a big, okay. So, um, I, I, I try to find something that works against man and zone. That's the first thing. Um, you, can't, you can't get something that's going to work against everything. You just want to put kids in the right position so that they can create some space and openings. That's the first thing. You, you really, in a, especially in a big game, if you haven't done it before, it's going to be hard for them to do it. So I would make sure you practice it. Um, mm-hmm. Have that one or two plays and, you know, once or two. Because if you can remind them, hey, we're running – Phoenix, we're running Phoenix. We got this. Here's what we're going to do. Here's all our looks. If they're in zone, we're, we're going to get this look. If they're in man, we're going to get this look. Here we go. Break. I wouldn't worry about them. Tra- if they trap, you, what you do is in practice before that point, if they trap, that's an attack mode. Um, because we have an advantage at that point. If they're trapping, they're probably down. It's probably not tied or up if they're trapping us. Um, so if they're trapping us, they're probably down. We need to make them pay at that point. We want to. We want to either take time off the clock or we want to attack the rim. Um, so keep it simple on those timeouts. Super simple. Because they're not going to hear you. And if whatever's important, say it at the beginning and say it at the end. Because um, I've had more than one kid say, Coach, man, I didn't hear anything. It's because they're all jacked. It's like, okay, here we go. And that's where running them in practice is so important. Every big game that I've won, we've run something that we've run before and I'm more calming them saying, Hey, we're going to win this. We got it. We're going to run Phoenix. Here's what it's going to look like. Now, from a standpoint of coaching, you should practice this in practice, putting a minute on the clock or on your phone. And then I have, um, I have clear transparencies of plays that I can just put on my whiteboard that I just clip on and then I'll put my little magnets on them because I, I, I'm not good enough even after 30 years of drawing that stuff up really fast. So mm-hmm. I'll have my, I'll tell my, I'll tell my assistant as, as I see it's coming, Hey, get our quick hitters ready. He'll have them ready. I go, all right, we're going to run Phoenix and he'll have it clipped on there for me. So when I grab the whiteboard, it's ready rock and roll. Here's what, here's what we're running. I'll just put the magnets and the kids in the right spots. He even has magnets labeled come tournament time with the kid's name. So I'll grab John. John's going to be here. Bill's going to be here, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but just like the kids practice, you have to practice that. Because if it's a tight game, if they see you're confident and have it, it's, I mean, their confidence level multiplies. <laughs> um, because they feel like, oh, we got this. We've done this in practice. We've already run it. We've right. run this four times. Um, 
So that's where I think you got to come up with um, just a couple quick hitters. I'm actually probably the end of this week or next week. Um, we just finished the PowerPoints, and then my assistant is going to do the the um, wording on it of all quick hitters, how to pick a quick hitter, what you should look for, a checklist, and everything. So it'll probably be a week. He just we just finalized the PowerPoint, so he's going to go back and do either today or tomorrow. So look for that in the next week. And that will help you. Like, do you want to, do you want to screen? Do you want, cause there's so many different things you can do in a last second play. You got to kind of pick a couple that you want. Do you want a three? Do you want, what, what kind of things do you want? And then that's where you can draw the, get the play from. So look for that. So it, no, that makes perfect sense. So a follow up on that is I basically with the kids, I have them work on just at in the game, just one baseline out of bounds for man and one baseline out of bounds for zone. Yep. And they're, they're different. Um, okay. So if I, if I wanted to go at that philosophy of a man in a zone, they've already practiced on, is there a way to, is there a certain way that you really tell I mean, can I have my guy switch or something right before they run it just to make sure they are in a manner zone? Or are you of the philosophy that's better just to have one play that will Well, the work problem is I might 1-3-1 one, one half court trap you. I might run a matchup 2-3. I might run a diamond in one. Depending on the amount of time, I'm not sure you have time to synthesize that. You know what I'm saying? In in a in a play at the end of a game, if let's say let's say you're let's say we're playing you, I'm coaching against you, and your team's going off, and you your two stars are just man, they're going crazy. All right, maybe we the whole game we've been playing in a matchup and man, well maybe the last play of the game, I'm going to my triangle and two, and I'm just going to take those two out of the game. I'm not going to let them score. Well, you got to have some sort of quick hitter where everybody kind of gets a look. Um, you know, maybe I'll one three one trap you in the half court. Well, all of a sudden, now we're extending. Now there's going to be different spaces. So that's where I think you want to figure out. Personally, I think you don't you don't want to bottle yourself. There's so many different zones. That's the problem. And a lot of zones become similar to man after you do a couple movements. That's why I think if you just find a good one or two good plays, I don't know how many zones you see in your league and stuff, but. Um, if you only see two threes in man, then easy, yeah. Just have one for each. Um, but if you, you, you know, if like our league, you, you could see six different zones at some point or a switching man or a non-switching man or, a, you know, maybe they're icing us and putting, pushing us, whatever it is. Um, so you just got to be ready for it. But if you feel comfortable, what I, what I tell every coach, do what you feel comfortable doing. So if you feel comfortable having two different ones, do that. Absolutely. Because the kids will feel that. So when they go out on the court, is it would it if I want to just have maybe two players switch positions or something just to see if yep, they do yep. follow them? You, you just have them. Just have be them. simple. Yeah, that's super simple. Have are they handing? It's going to be a little bit harder to tell a matchup in a, a matchup zone and a man. Yeah, matching. That's going to be harder. But if you get guys cutting through and they're following, or they're getting to the helpline, then you'll be able to tell it's man. So yes, right. if you have like thirty seconds, that's easy. Cutters through will tell you kind of for the most part, whether it's man or zone. Won't always do it, but it'll give you a good idea of it. Sports Social Podcast Network.